say that's the best rap i've ever heard on this show or in any other context but it's got to be up there yeah now pj who was that man that guy had a crazy voice like he was really going for it yeah he's got a he's got a moniker by the name of uh uncle okay. pj or okay. uh, uncle jerry uncle jerry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting so, we've heard his name before yeah seems Damn. like a cool guy 
That's pretty slick. Holy shit. All right. So first of all, just like always, I'm impressed, but let's get through. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, that was, that was a good one. Thank Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry. Yeah. 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 He, he, uh, he now which soul into that one, which landmark did Janis Joplin go to that lyric? The Landmark Hotel is where she died. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I was thinking, yeah, like a landmark as in a place you go on vacation confusion. to. And I, yes. I don't remember this show. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I heard that writing the rap was um, really difficult. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, the person relied on Wikipedia a lot. Oh, sure. That makes sense. I, I mean, I'm super impressed. It makes me feel like I haven't done any work this whole show is how good this rap is, man. Well, Pretty hard. incredible. Also, uh, this is going to come up later on today's episode, but God damn, the shade thrown at Pete Ham is real. <laughs> holy, <laughs> holy shit. And Chris Bell, I mean, yeah. I won't argue with Chris Bell, but. <laughs> um, I heard the alternate Just nothing lyric to say, I guess. for Chris Bell was, um. What was let me let me pull up the lyrics here. I've got the genius. <laughs> Not even anything open. about him getting crushed by that light pole. Yeah, the the say. next well, the lyric was going to be next on the docket is Chris Bell uh, ran into a lamppost. Now he's in hell, and then nothing after that. <laughs> oh, poor guy. I thought that was a little bit mean though. <laughs> almost yeah, almost meaner than just not saying anything. For yeah, real. yeah, crazy. Oh man. Pretty fantastic. Also, the don't be surprised if you hear a cough lyric made me immediately go back to our video because I was like, holy shit, is he actually doing this part live? Because I kept coughing doing it. <laughs> no, I oh, did that shit. live, Pete. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, sorry, 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 my bad. Yeah, we can cut this out, but also yeah. I'm very impressed at the pre-recorded. Like, that's some good production values. Thank you. I, it Much was... better than me holding up my phone with a backing track <laughs> and singing into the same mic. I uh, this is the first one I haven't done live. Yeah, on the show, it was just a lot of words, so I couldn't. I did yeah. not feel confident that I would nail it right away. <laughs> hey, well, that's fair. I didn't nail any of my songs right away. So. Hey, I liked your songs, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, welcome to the final uh episode. Wait, oh, we got to do the pay your dues and sew your name patch on your jacket. It's time for the. Final episode of the 27 Club, unless a new member joins. Unless. The world's only podcast about the group so exclusive you have to die to get in. Hosted by Pete and PJ. Hey, welcome AK to the Uncle show. Jerry. I don't know why I'm welcoming you. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, there's that cush. <coughs> I know, man. I ooh. Oh, man. Don't bulger that thing, my guy. Yeah. Wait, let me try and... Oh, yeah. <coughs> oh, man. All right. Woo. All right. Yeah, we're giving it a good. <laughs> Honestly, I'm impressed at how good that sounds. I didn't think it would sound that good, and it sounds pretty legit. I'm nothing if not a Foley artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, So... Welcome to the show. It's our final episode. Like I said, unless yeah. did you see? And we have some important news. Let's just get to it straight up top. Did you see the news in the last couple of weeks that Post Malone went to the hospital? And I was like, "Holy shit, I it's did. happening!" Yeah, I. And that's a sad state of affairs. When that's my first thought. Right. Well, and so I, I just saw the headline, 
And yeah. I was like, oh, what is it, a stroke? An OD? What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. And he just like fell down at a concert, which was... Yeah, so he fell down at a concert and then went, yeah, and got checked out. And then like a week later, he postponed a bunch of shows because he was having, yeah. I think, an Postponed. unrelated issue. Yeah. Oh, there's still a chance. Um, yeah, let me let me double check real quick. what cool. the Because the second one seemed a little more serious or like more like it could turn into a weird, uh, a weird thing. Hmm. Oh, the Arctic Monkeys have a new song. That's good to know. For a persistent stabbing pain. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing that made me like, ooh, that doesn't sound. That doesn't sound good. But I also, we should not be wishing for people. I'm not uh, wishing. Be joining. (laughs) But we're just saying this will not be the last episode if something happens. That's true. Technically, like I think it's extremely unlikely bordering on impossible that the rolling stones will release another album actually yeah. no, no no i take that back for the, the beach boys will release a new album and it is impossible i think at this point yeah yeah maybe a solo member maybe uh it is i almost think more than likely that the rolling stones will there's no way they're gonna make it. i'm surprised they haven't actually in the last six years since blue and lonesome seems like something you they know would it do, seems but. yeah I mean, they're not they're not writing music anymore. They didn't no, write Blue but, and Lonesome. So right. like, I'm yeah, sure true. something will come out that will not be yeah. newsworthy enough for us, I yeah. feel. <coughs> Excuse me. But this episode, or this series, is our first series that could technically become current. Yes. Uh, we've never had that before with an artist yeah. or, or with yeah a, a podcast series we've done so far. So Let me just Google how old Tyler Childers is real quick. Oh no, that would be really sad. That would be sad well, for me. Anybody yeah. dying is sad. Oh, he's thirty-one. Mm-hmm. He's he'll never be in it. He's all way, right. He's way. Let out. me do a cursory Coulter Wall Google. <laughs> Wild country guys. He's twenty-seven. Damn. Okay, right. so you know, he would die in like a horseback riding accident or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's mudding and his truck flips over and crushes him or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. stuck inside. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, welcome to the show. Um, our final episode here, we're going to go through the entire list of 27 club members. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about the ratings. We're going to talk about whether they need to be re-ranked. We need to uh, talk about all of our statistics uh, that we usually do at the end of oh, the run. We're going to talk about... Our fans are little piggies for statistics. <laughs> That's right. Highest ranked albums, lowest ranked albums, shit like that. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, of business to take care of re-Amy Winehouse. Ah, okay. Uh, and then the main event will be us talking about our ideas for the next run. And I, and I can tell you it's the main event because since our last episode dropped about five days ago or so, We've gotten all of zero emails from listeners yeah. chiming in on their thoughts. Not a single one. Um, so it's obviously extremely important to everybody, yeah. uh, including us. So we'll get to that at the end. But so first Just of all- Just like how our listeners will get to that episode of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Like, you know, I know you're listening the minute it drops, eagerly awaiting that and uh, obviously emailing us, but- uh, But it wasn't good enough this time. Um, no. That's what no. we're getting at. Exactly. So along the same lines, <laughs> the state of affairs of our listenership is really good. Um, 
I checked out our iTunes ratings for the first time in a while recently. Ooh, yeah. And first of all, our actual rating, I think, has gone up. It's at 3.7 yeah. out of five stars now, Ooh, and I believe wait. it used to be at three. Mm-hmm. So I do think our rating, so I think our listeners did follow our call. We had a, a call to action a while ago to go rate, maybe review, but definitely rate. And I do think it worked. Like, we're up to 3.7, which is pretty solid. I actually kind of forget. It might have been 3.5. I wonder. Let me look if we've talked about it before. Um, so, so that's good. But we got zero new written reviews since then on Apple. Mm. So thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Well, you know, at least they clicked a button for us. Yeah. All I have, it was from a Badfinger episode. We just did an iTunes review, but I didn't write down what our old rating was. So. For yeah. you eagle so, listeners, write in and let us know what it was. Yeah, write in. And uh, also, you know, we'll throw it out there just one last time. Let's just get to four star. You know, four stars is at yeah. least respectable. Like if someone's not sure about a Beach Boys podcast, I don't know if they're going to give that thing a yeah. listen if it's not if it's not even four stars. So, Well, uh, and it yeah, is a little bit confusing a- right now because on the podcast app on Apple, um, it is it's called the Beach Boys confusing. Boys. Uh, the cover art is the Rolling Stones stud cover <laughs> yeah. art, and then every episode is labeled the Twenty Seven Club. Um, for some yeah, reason, Apple needs to get their shit together. Apple was the only one that did not update the cover art. Everywhere yeah. else did. Spotify did. SoundCloud did. Yeah. Um, they weird, were too busy like, trying to figure out how to make AirPod Pro two. Well, to even figure out our cover art. Yeah, and. You know, I'll give it to them because those bad boys look like they're going to be cool, Pete. Oh, my God. It's really nice that now they give you two of them. Yeah. Is the main thing. <laughs> they used to just give you one AirPod Pro. All right. Um. So thanks a fucking lot, guys, basically. All right. And now for our next segment, <laughs> Roadhouse Brews. <laughs> what a smooth transition. Maybe I just won't edit this episode at I all. I can be more I can be more <laughs> earnest. Uh, so thank you for upping our rating. Let's get that thing a little bit higher. And also mostly thank you for listening, because that is the most important thing. Cause sometimes PJ and I just shout into the void and that's fine, but it's nice that people care. Yeah. I'm not gonna put that part in. That's too nice. Okay. <laughs> And this song slaps. It's All a right. really good song. Lots of doors talk coming up for anyone who who didn't like that that run. Just be prepared. So, PJ, what are you? Uh, what's your Roadhouse brew this evening? Um. Well, <laughs> give me one second. Um. I was drinking it out of a glass, so I don't have the can with me. Oh, so okay. I'll have That's to. Right. Oh, I have. To, I looked it up on online, and now I have to enter my birthday so they know that I'm old enough. Oh no. Which has How funny always is that? been silly yeah. to me. Or going to a porn website. N- not that I, you know, but... Yeah. yeah well, I'm, you're into I'm that eight. vintage stuff as we talked about. <clears> there, so. I'm 18. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just keep my laser discs. And... <laughs> um, I am drinking a Juicy Drop juice drop. You know, I always thought it was Juicy Drop, but as it turns out... It is Damn. Juice Drop Hazy IPA from Breckenridge, Colorado. It's a soft, Ooh. lush, and intensely juicy. Our Hazy IPA is bursting with hoppy aroma and flavor. 
to intensify the tropical hop layers without adding any bitterness. We dropped in an experimental hop known as HBC 472, which sounds like somebody made that in a lab in the 60s and gave it to, you know, homeless people. um, But the result is a pleasant complexity with bold flavors of citrus and coconut, which I do not taste even a little bit. Yeah. And it sounds good. And how is it? It's quite, I mean, it's very good. It's, It's like any hazy IPA you've ever drank. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So, like, good, but it's a lot. See, I love a hazy IPA. (laughs) Um, I don't think I've ever had one that I didn't like. But I will say they all taste basically exactly the same. Um, That's kind of what I mean about a lot. Like, whatever subtleties to the variations between them, I think just get drowned out by the overwhelming hoppiness. Yeah, present in them, and you know I like a hoppy beer, so I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm also having an IPA, although it is not hazy. It's an old school Pacific Northwest, a clarified yeah. IPA. <laughs> the OG. Yeah. Uh, it's Cape Crasher. Oh, oh, there we go. Cape Crasher from Ooh. Pelican Brewing Company. Uh, I like that logo. It is. I know. Yeah, it's a good logo. They have a nice one. Uh, it's a very studious-looking peng- pelican penguin. It's a penguin. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a very good, just like classic normal IPA, which is surprisingly rare sometimes these days. So I just like the IPAs I grew up drinking, you know? Yeah. yeah. Red Stripe. Oh, that's not an IPA, is it? <laughs> uh, no, but f- that I feel like, no, it's not at all. It's just a lager. Although I kind of feel like they're maybe owned by Full Sail. Red Stripe, no, Red Stripe is its own thing. It's a Jamaican beer, man. I thought they were owned by someone else. Or maybe they're just imported by someone. They're probably imported by somebody. Oh my God, Red Stripe beer, they are Jamaica. Oh no, you're right. Red Stripe products for the USA are brewed and packaged by Desnos and Gettys Limited, Kingston, Jamaica. And now, Pete, since we have very little to talk about this episode, I'd like to hear what your favorite IPA is. Uh, I used to have really definitive rankings in Montana because Montana beer was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just a lot more into craft beer then. And then in foggy old San Francisco town, weirdly, the beer scene kind of sucked. Hmm. Um, Like the brewery scene was okay, but then when you went to like Safeway, the beer selection was awful. You had to go to like weird random corner liquor stores that had great beer selection to like get the interesting stuff. Um, so it was kind of hard to like track down interesting beer and to also like have any consistency. Cause a lot of it were breweries that just canned like the four packs and there was a lot of like rotating special releases. So there was just never like, you didn't see a lot of the same stuff basically. Yeah. And so I kind of just like got a little bit over, I don't know, trying to like be super into craft beer during that time. And now Portland ironically is a huge craft beer town and I kind of don't care cause I've been going to this. I don't know if you've heard about it, but this German beer place that's really oh good. prost yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I'm gonna be at Oktoberfest this weekend with a friend of the show Jake, so come down and say hi if you want anytime Saturday. I'm just a little bit offended I was not invited to this. You're um, welcome to come if you want. Well, it's too late now, Pete. Sorry, I've got man. plans. Yeah, <laughs> my whole thing is just letting PJ know about my last minute plans. That's true. I came out to Colorado, not near him, but I came out to Colorado recently and. We recorded like the day before I was going to leave and it was, oh yeah, I guess if you want to drive down. (laughs) 
Yeah, the thing is, I could have... Like, if I had known, like, two days before, I yeah. could have taken that Friday off. God damn it. God damn yeah. it, man. Yeah. Anywho, back to the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so for the first time in the history of the 27 Club, we have... A reordered album to talk about. Oh. Yeah, so I spent a lot of the last couple of weeks uh, in real time, not for the listener, uh, listening to Rehab and listening to parts well, they tried of the to make Deluxe go, Edition. No, no, no. Exactly. And listening to parts of the Deluxe Edition, and I came up with my own... But by listening to Rehab, do you mean listening to Back to Black? Yeah, what did I say? I said Just Rehab. <laughs> yeah. Listening to Rehab, yeah. Yeah. Listening to Back to Black, you know, and I put that in my notes too. I just called it Rehab. That sounds right. <laughs> uh, which I think we talked about. Maybe a better name for that album. Anyway, I think so. Um, so I came up with my own track listing that I think would work a lot better and would make it a much better album. Because what did I, I think I gave it a seven, and this would definitely be at least an. This would probably be a nine, which I think okay. is the top it's going to get for the song. Like, yeah. So. All right, so first off, we got first track, Rehab. Look, we talked about it on the show. Like, these first three tracks are perfect. They're going to stay in the same order. Okay, so then you know so I'm then, good. Exactly, with that killer bass line. Me and Mr. Jones. Okay. And then we're going to skip to Valerie. We're going to really front load this shit. And I, I don't know, know who's playing that guitar, but it's so good. I looked it. I looked it up. There's apparently multiple live versions that have been released on different recordings. So like, yeah. it was weirdly hard to find. I I found the name, but it wasn't anyone we'd heard of. But yeah, and I think this is the best version of Valerie to me. It's better than the up tempo one she did. It's better than other live versions like. Um, so put this at number four and then we keep, I think back to black is in the same spot at track five to end the first side, quote unquote. Yeah. So it's going to be 10 songs. Yeah. So we basically have a perfect first side, side, by the way. Yeah. It is absolutely a perfect A side. So to start track or to start the second side, it's a toss up because they're basically the same song, I feel like. Either Wake Up Alone or Love is a Losing Game work for me. I think Wake like, Up Alone. See, and then, but I like I like parts of both of them, but they're both good but not great. And actually, really, I didn't order this like an A-side, B-side. I ordered this like a CD because this wouldn't open a side. But this, no, this is a good, but this is a really good track six on a CD. If you were doing A-side, B-side, I would say Back to Black, top of the B-side. Maybe I kind of feel like like we talk like back to back is a little more of an albumy track, whereas I feel like you want a something hotter opening up the B side. Maybe Valerie then. Anyway, maybe. So either this or Love Is a Losing Game, and then track seven we throw in Cupid because I listen to this song a lot and I love this song. Her Peter, voice, her I voice is among kidding. the best it's ever been oh, yeah. on this song. I was not kidding when I said I liked all of the weird ska tracks she put on there. Her voice is really like at the top of its game on this song, which I like more than anything else. I also really like ska and reggae music, so it's not, really, really good. Not to, in an annoying yeah. amount, just enough. Yeah. 
So like at this point, we're at track seven out of a 10 track album and there's one song that you're like, that's eh, a little slow, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, so track eight, he can only hold her. Also the guitar tone on that one, similar to Valerie. Love yeah. it. Yeah, there you go, a little through line. So this one, I think I like the chorus. I feel like every time I hear the beginning of this song, I don't think I like it, but. I like the horn line. I really yeah, like yeah, the yeah. horn line. And it's nice and mid-tempo and yeah. yeah. Sorry, not mid-tempo. Um, yes. Um, 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 moderato. Yes. <laughs> and then track nine, Tears Dry on Their Own, which in my opinion sounds like a track nine, so here's where it is. I don't even know where that is. Oh, there it is. Oh, this was the one where I thought her voice ruined it. Like, I Kinda, really her love voice, the instrumentation. She should have done a second vocal take on this one. Yeah. But I think as a song, it's still good enough to keep on this album. Because it's very, like, the, the the instrumentals are very, like, Phil spector and I love that. Yeah. Uh, and then we keep the final, the same final song. Oh, addicted, please say Monkey Man. Please say Monkey Man. Oh, no. okay. Addicted, you said? Yeah. Okay as the final track, because it's a perfect final track. It was a very good final track. Oh, this is a So great basically, song. Yeah. we get rid of Just Friends, because it sucks. Yeah. We get rid of Wake Up Alone and Some Unholy War, because they suck. Like, we get rid of those three, and then we add in Cupid and Valerie. I would, I would make one suggestion. It's basically suggestion. the same length as the, reg as the original album. It's about 35 minutes. Yeah. Can I make one suggestion? Yeah. Of course throw this on there <laughs> no you're welcome to in pj's version of back to black in pj's version all the scott tracks are on it come on you don't like this shit man this no, is awesome. i don't i don't at all <laughs> monkeys, man. it's so good it's okay fun. here's what we can do pj addicted and then five minutes of silence and then monkey man that's what we can do it can be a hidden track at the end of addicted deal i'll take it yeah hell yeah <laughs> um but like i i really think i would give that specific album a nine out of ten man like it would be because I mean, it just gets rid of the weaker stuff and it adds in by far her best song valerie and cupid's maybe her best vocal performance oh. aside from valerie so i wouldn't say valerie's her best song, but um i like valerie fine I just like the Zootons version so much that I like. I, I don't you. think she ruins it, but I think it's, I don't know. I would love to hear, like you said in the last episode, I would like to hear their instrumentals with her voice, and that would be great. Um, I think I would give that eight or a nine because yeah. that gets that cuts all the fat that I hate from it because right. it was a lot of like scoop doop bop kind of songs. Yeah. Um, and then like when they released the, deluxe edition i feel like they only really wanted to release valerie off of it and so they're right. like oh we'll do these weird ska songs that she has recorded for some reason um yeah, yeah. it so, should have been she should have put out all of the ska songs as an ep i would have huh. listened the fuck yeah, out of that ep that'd have been kind of fun um the the only problem and this is i i think maybe the first time for a reordered album is valerie and cupid i I don't think were recorded until after Back to Black came out, so like yeah. it it could not have happened this way. But that's not I true. Decided this to is take not it. the first time we've talked about this because you would have preferred um, 
Oh yeah, the acoustic version of um, what song was that? Uh, Are you thinking of a Stone song? Honky Tonk Women. Opposite. I wanted the single version on the album instead of the acoustic version. On right. The album. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I yeah, flipped yeah. that, and and that one was released afterwards as well. Okay. So gotcha. I think this is yeah. the second instance. So yeah, not However, quite realistic, but yeah. But that's okay. You know, we can pretend in this world they released it three months after they released there it, you go. and then these are on there. So yeah. Yeah. Let's take a little break. Before we get into before we get into our twenty seven club rankings. Welcome back to the Twenty Seven Club final episode. Yeah. Um, I we me and Melanie just rewatched uh, Breaking Bad, and there was a lot okay. of great classic rock all throughout that show. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember that honestly. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. At one point, nice. like in the final episode, I think Walt like takes a car from wherever the fuck he's at, Virginia or wherever, and. Um, there's like a Marty Robbins tape in the tape deck. Oh, and for some reason yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But Marty Robbins also fucking rules. So he's pretty good. All right. So we're going through, now we get into our, our final, uh, word on the 27 club. We're yeah. going to talk through each member. Uh, we're going to go ahead and share their final rankings. We're going to go from bottom to top and say and decide if they need any adjustments or any, uh, you know, changes in the order. So for any of you uh, younger millennials or Gen Xers, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is like one of those tier lists you see those YouTubers do. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, so coming in at number one, and by that I mean he only got a one out of 27, <laughs> Mr. Chris Bell himself. Yeah, that's accurate. I'm not going to change that. Yeah, I don't think we need yeah to change anything like that. So next up, uh, coming in at five, oh, we have the most guess. controversial figure on this list. It's Pete Ham. It's Pete Ham. Yeah. So, and then at number six, Pig or at, at six out of 27, yeah, Pigpen McKernan. Yeah. Okay, so I know we went back and forth on this forever, but I got mad all over again looking at this rating. It is an absolute travesty. Like... No, it's not. PJ, I have to I have to hope with this whole show done. Peter, you have some perspective to realize that Pete Ham is like actually a name who is if you go up to somebody on the street. You know what? Give me one second. Okay. PJ's going to the door. He's leaving. He's talking to someone in the other room. He's asking them if they have any cocaine. Hmm. Now he's back. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, a friend of the show, Melanie. Yeah, Melanie's here. Hello, Melanie. She can't hear you. Um, Melanie. Fuck me, then. <laughs> um, have you heard of the band Badfinger? No. Have you heard of the band The Grateful Dead? Um, yes, I have. Okay, thank you very much. That's all I need. Okay. <laughs> okay, not really important, though, because, mm. like, so on the 27 Club, uh, a la Chris Bell, a lot of those lower members were people who were members of a more famous band. Like, there was, I think, a member of the Stooges. There was a member of Hole. There are members of bands that were more famous, but they themselves were such a minor member, it wasn't worthwhile. Pete Ham was the person behind Badfinger, even though they as a band were less famous. So all throughout here... A show not to be named, and yes, it's a show with hosts who like know classic rock and are into classic rock. But the Grateful Dead, you know, it's the same world. Pete Ham's name came up recently, like out of nowhere. I think the song, uh, some random Badfinger song came up. And everyone in the room, there's four people who are on the show regularly. What everyone in the room this? immediately knew who Badfinger was and who Pete Ham was. And what? were like, oh yeah, we know a couple songs from them. Which, what, what? I mean, I'm saying same with Grateful Dead. Like, they would have said the same thing. But I do think Pigpen would have been, like, a step removed in terms of recognize Because he's not a songwriter. He wasn't a main member outside of their first few years. member. Yes, but outside of their first few years, they were most famous after he died. But, Pete, founding member of the Grateful Dead, in my book surpasses any member of Badfinger. Founding member of the Grateful Dead, but died before they got truly famous. Or person who... Copied (laughs) the Beatles. (laughs) Who led a band to being more famous, both more and less famous than they deserved. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, okay. You added a pretty good caveat on there. I just think... I would say more famous in the early years, less famous than they deserved in the I'm not saying anything bad about Pete Ham as a person, his musicianship, his anything. What I'm saying is I think you take a percentage of average Joes out there, they will know more often not only who the Grateful Dead is, but who Pigpen McKernan is over Pete Ham. Pete Ham is not not a name people recognize. That's not the only thing that goes into the ratings, though. It's their 27-ness. And his, his, seriously, his tragic story. It is a tragic story. I think I really do. And the fact, again, that he was like a lead songwriter in the band. Yes. But my my thing is 27 Clubness, a lot of that number comes from legacy, right? And that's why Janice Joplin's 27, am I right? She's not at 27, but I digress. Um, And I think more people would say that the legacy of founding the Grateful Dead versus being in Badfinger, I feel like there's one legacy that trumps the other one. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But I also know that Pete Ham should be like a 9 or 10. Okay, if we bump both of them up, then that's fine. No, because Pete Ham deserves a 6. No. Pigpen was a fuck up, man. He barely even made it to shows. Like, <laughs> yeah, so did Jim Morrison. Mother- no, and Jim Morrison's <laughs> at fucking twenty seven, dog. Yeah, but they needed Jim Morrison. With Pigpen, they just hired a second keyboard player and were like, "It's okay, Pigpen. 
you can show up if you want. Like we but, don't care. Which I'm not saying his musicianship is a big part of why I I think he. <laughs> but musicianship a is than... a part of 27 minutes. Yes, like, but so is be. legacy, and I think founding the Grateful Dead is a huge thing. All right, fuck this noise. So coming in at 11 out of 27 is Alan Wilson. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Pigpen was 11, and I was like, that's no, no, too no. high. Yeah. Uh, 15, Brian Jones. 18, Amy Winehouse. 23, oh. Robert Johnson. Really? 24, yeah. 24, Janis Joplin. 26, okay. Jimi Hendrix. And then two 27s, Jim Morrison and Kurt Cobain. So I, I personally am fine with all of those rankings, except Robert Johnson. I mean, like, I think he got a lot of points because he was the first one we did so we didn't have anywhere to right. kind of base that and also he was the first person in the 27 club so right we can move robert johnson down as long as pete ham jumps pigpen mckernan no <laughs> that's my I, only that's my deal yeah <laughs> okay so that's our rating so really though we do have one significant unanswered question and we maybe should have even lived with this because it's bugged us the entire time we've done this series Mm-hmm. And I think I found the answer of why it's called the 27 Club. Oh, thank we, God, Pete. We've talked about this a lot because, like, okay, look. So a lot of these people, maybe maybe all of them, keep dying when they're, like, 27 years old, right? Yeah, give or take. But then it's extremely confusing because they are born in different years than each other and then they like yeah. die in different years than each other so it's really right. i don't really understand yeah, i how don't really all, get that yeah so and then also they're like all different kinds of music like sometimes they're 27 years old but then sometimes they've like released 27 albums well then sometimes um, other people think other ones are influential which i'm like how does that even yeah exactly fucking, so yeah. but here i finally figured out so i went okay. to so we spent a lot of time talking about this Wikipedia list of members of the 27 club. Okay. Yeah. I've and so seen I the thought, list. yeah, exactly. Like we talk about the list all the time. So I thought, what if I hit like, so there's the list of identified members, but then I was like, what if I scroll up to the top and see if there's any more info? Like I kind of thought it was just the list. Oh yeah. I mean, so here's what Wikipedia I, says, I do really which, good with like infographics yeah, and lists. Yeah. I don't really good, do good with the reading. So we know that Wikipedia can lie sometimes. We do oh, know this. Ringo yeah. Starr was not in that one Rolling Stones on that one no. Rolling Stones album. Somebody's no pranking way. us. So this might not be true, but it's like it's a pretty. I mean, it makes sense. So the Twenty Seven what, Club the theory. It's all people who. It's just. It's simply this. Like I think we were overthinking it. It's just people who died at age twenty seven, and I guess like they they say specifically, it doesn't matter what year they died. As long as they were 27, like even if it was a totally different decade, different huh. era. Yeah. So I think we we're just getting, I think PJ, I think what kind of happened is we were just too smart. Like we were just too we were thinking ingrained too in the music and the numbers and like these death years, these birth so, years. So all of these people died in 1927. I, no, that's, I know. Look, I know, but it's confusing. But no, they didn't. I think they can die in any year, but as long as their age was 27. Like, you know how we're both 27? Yeah, I do know But it's only 2022. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, if we died right now, we'd be part of the 27 club, but it, like, has nothing to do with the year being 2022 or, like, that we were born in, like, 1994. Huh. 
it's just that one age number. So like, I mean, look, cause I see numbers everywhere. I'm always yeah. rolling them around in my head. I'm kind of like that one guy, the mentalist. Yeah. Um, or that guy from Nathan Fielder's show. Yeah. Russell Crowe from the mentalist. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is that movie? I really can't remember the name of it. Uh, a, a beautiful, beautiful mind. mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like that janitor from a beautiful mind. Um, <laughs> I just see the numbers and then, but then unlike him, I'm like just smart enough to see the numbers everywhere, but I'm not yeah. quite smart enough to understand. So yeah, I think it's just that, but well, maybe if you get schizophrenia, it'll make you a little better. It might help. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and take that at this point as the word. I mean, it's, we're ending the show. So like we're ending the series. We so kind of like, have to just have yeah. a definitive answer. So, so I guess it's that, cares, although I don't fully believe it, but anywho, all right, so now we get into some of the album ratings, uh, which are honestly pretty interesting. Uh, do you want to guess these as we yeah, go? I would okay, love so to. what was, and these are all averaged basically between yeah. our two ratings. What was the top rated album from the entire? And this is obviously all the album ratings only include artists that we did full albums for. So Pigpen, Alan Wilson, not yeah. included, unfortunately. Gotta be Hendrix. Uh, it was Hendrix. Hendrix, Hendrix's three albums were the top three <laughs> rated. Oh, but oh the, yeah, of course. So which they one? Were. So which one was the top rated? Oh fuck. Um, oh, let me look them up. I can it's, just remind it's you because I have all the names in front of me. Right. So are you experienced? Axis Bold as Love, Electric Ladyland, and Band of Gypsies. Um, Axis Bold as Love is number one and then electric ladyland and then are you experienced correct yeah so technically axis bold is love and electric ladyland had the same average but we both gave nines to axis so i said that that was the top rated yeah and then electric ladyland you gave an eight i gave it a 10 so that comes oh, in yeah. second right and then are you experienced you gave a nine i gave an eight so and then tied with are you experienced do you want to guess the fourth album on this list, it's got the exact same one of us. Uh, you gave an eight, I gave a nine. Um, I have to remember all of the bands we talked about. Um, it's more recent. I'll give you that hint. It, it would have been Nevermind. It was Nevermind. Yeah. yeah. So, also, just weirdly, we, so more than any time in our series history, we were lockstep on ratings during oh, yeah. this run. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we rated three albums with double eights, Strange Days, okay. Cosmic Blues, or yeah, okay. whatever the long I got them Cosmic was. Blues Mama or something. Yeah. And Straight Up uh, by Badfinger. Speaking of Badfinger. Ooh, we gave Badfinger an eight? Yeah, we both gave it eights. Uh, okay, and then the lowest rated album. You want to give that a guess? And then we have two <sighs> runners up. Although the lowest rated wins, it's, yeah. Definitely. What what is the rating? Is it a one? You gave it a one. I gave it a two. It's got to be like no dice or something. No bleach. Oh yeah, bleach sucks. (laughs) Bleach is terrible. And then and then the runners up uh, are two albums by the same band. You gave a two. I gave a two. And then you gave a three. I gave a three for these next two. Those both have to be. Big. No, because we didn't do Big Star, did we? We didn't go we album just did the by one album. album. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be, be both Badfinger then. No, 
Oh. We only Janis... did the three Badfinger albums. And... Janis Joplin? We were kinder. No? Well, who the fuck did we talk about? Who did we do the show? most albums for? <laughs> oh, The Doors. I forgot about The Doors entirely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to look up the episode guide to this fucking show. Um, yeah, it's got to be not Strange Days because we liked that no. one. Yeah, so... that one we both gave eights to. Um, Waiting for the Sun, maybe? We gave we both gave Waiting Parade. for the Sun twos, and then we both gave L.A. Woman a three. Oh, even though I like the song L.A. Woman. Yeah, me too. Um, so, and then a weird note with The Doors. Again, we were in lockstep. We gave every Doors album except one the exact same rating. Seven? So we rated... No, 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 like... We rated oh, we, their first we album, both we both gave sixes. The second album, yeah. we both gave eights. The third album, we both gave twos. The only one we weren't the same on was Soft Parade. You gave it a four, and I gave it a six. Yeah, okay, that sounds right. I think holds up, or at yeah. least for me, six holds up. I actually listened to the album the other day, and it's very, very good, but it also has like four songs that I automatically skip. So I think that was the one where I was like, there's like four, three phenomenal songs on it and yes. the rest is filler and i think yeah. that's why i ended up so low so now i did the artists ranked by their average Ooh, album rating yes i love so this we're gonna go bottom to top again ah the so, old megan trainer yes <laughs> so the lowest by average album rating so again uh alan wilson and Pigpen will not be on here the lowest one with a five Tied. There's actually a tie at the lowest. Nirvana. No. The lowest with a five is The Doors. The Doors. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was going to be one that was... Yeah. Because like Nirvana is probably in the middle too because we gave one like a nine and then one a one, yeah. you know? So my guess so, is the then, next one's Nirvana. No. Tied with The Doors, Amy Winehouse. Uh, yeah with a five as well so nirvana then comes in with a 5.5 oh i forgot we were doing yeah. points and okay well just on because you one, averaged to, it yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah but if you add in the guest ratings for nirvana it does jump it up to a 6.5 which would put them third but just from you and i yeah i think you and third I to last there. not third to best so hmm. yeah interesting which is interesting and also shows Inviting our guests accomplished, even though we ended up liking Nirvana, I think a decent amount. It accomplished yeah. what we wanted, which was getting some actual fans in there. Yeah. So above Nirvana, uh, with a six, another tie, two sixes, we have Badfinger and Janis Joplin. Yeah, that holds up. Yeah. And then holding the number two spot with his single album review, Chris Bell, rocking a seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just having that one album really helped him out. Yeah. And then top obviously again Jimi hendrix who came in with an 8.5 where's robert rating. johnson on this list not we did not do an album oh yeah i forgot about him him yeah, alan wilson and Pigpen. no we just did like a selection of stuff from his best ofs because he never released an album really he had that one king of the delta blues right yeah but that came out in like 1960 it was just a weird no it didn't came out in 1937 right i don't remember giving him an album rating let me look it up King of the Delta Blues came out in 1961. Okay, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, yes, but I did forget to mention him that he is not on this list. So, um, fucking racist. So yeah, but interestingly, especially just by our ratings, the two 
highest rank 27 club members are at the bottom with Nirvana and uh sorry Nirvana and Jim, and Jim Morrison yeah Kirk, Kirk and uh, Jim right at the bottom with a five and a 5.5 but Jimi Hendrix who had 26 out of 27 is representing so yeah yeah but very interesting honestly that you know are like most are agreed upon most 27 members had the least good music basically well it was certainly i bet they would be two and three if we just went like you know album because i think hendrix wins the top three spots probably right oh well we talked about this but like you oh know, yeah the doors and nirvana both have eight or nines but yeah then that's they true. just had some that's true bad music we didn't care for yeah that's a good point um so and now, maybe that's what makes them so 2070 is the divisiveness of their character <laughs> exactly so some some discussion questions for our yeah yeah so who's who's one member let's just choose a single one uh that we would have chosen to live longer shit yeah shit is right i think i've got i have answer, mine though. yeah i have mine as well i've got it locked and loaded yeah Go you ahead. Want to say it on three? Okay, sure. One, two, two three. three. Jimi, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just like, look, it's he. He made the best music during his life. Yeah, and I think, I honest, like he had the highest uh, likelihood of making the best music. Conti- and he uh, continuing to make the best music did not get along with Eric Clapton. Yeah. Well, Which... and he's yeah he's one of the few who I think would yeah like this sounds a little bit harsh but i i think he's definitely the one who had the most to contribute to music basically yeah inside of him and so like yeah him living longer even if he got weird got like experimental in a way that like wasn't super influential or like maybe got reclusive and dropped off them like no matter what he did it just feels like he's the person on this list who most would have like benefited the world by being around longer basically oh yeah even oh, if he yeah. was just like a crazy reclusive guy who like disappeared after 1972 or something. I, f- I feel like that's exactly what would have happened is he would have been reclusive. He would have released like a, a crazy time. jazz album yeah. and then would have just disappeared from public life. And something. then he yeah. would have started like getting sampled a lot in hip hop. And then yeah, yeah I think yeah. he would have started doing like cool hip hop, like not personally doing hip hop stuff, but like doing collaborations with like cool yeah. indie artists and like hip hop. Type. Yeah. Um. So out of I all love the members, this fan fiction I've written for him. Yeah, it's great. So out of all the members that we went through, who was your biggest surprise and biggest disappointment? And Disapp- I've got mine already locked and loaded in case you need to think. But D- no, dis- I know my disappointment right away. Yeah, please, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, um, me too. I said that too. Yeah. And and like, I just wish I could have gotten her stuff because. So many people love her, and she's been so influential. And like, I remember people kind of forgetting about her, and then that documentary Amy came out, and then people like loved her all over again. Um, and but like, I just maybe didn't get the music, or yeah. you know, it's not my cup of tea. But I just you know, I thought I was gonna be really like it, and like be the I was the most excited to listen to her, and then it was just a real letdown. Yeah, that was 
pretty much my exact reaction too was like she was the one I was almost looking forward to the most and then yeah. Frank especially was such a disappointment and then Back to Black was had a lot of great stuff but was just inconsistent enough that yeah it was it was rough so yeah um and then the one that surprised me the most shit man am i about to say chris bell <laughs> you can say chris bell i i don't think that's right i think jimmy hendrix but in a different way than I think the question was meant. He just, I'm just like, I loved, I've loved Jimi Hendrix since I like got into classic rock, but just like listening to all three albums, like kind of sparked this like interest in Jimi Hendrix again. Like, you know, everybody knows that he's like the best guitarist, right? But mm-hmm. you kind of forget that. Like you lose sight of that. The like more you get into classic rock cause you're like, Oh yeah, Jimi Hendrix. He's like the de facto answer of like, who's the, greatest rock guitarist but then you yeah. listen and it's like there's a, a fucking reason why people say that and so i think maybe i would say Jimi hendrix just in that i was not su- I, I was surprised at how like new it felt to me again you know yeah yeah for sure um what about you pete so for me, I would say The Doors by a lot. Yeah. And it's weird. We talked about this actually a lot. It reminded me of our talks at the end of the Rolling Stones studs where I was like, would I even say I'm a fan of the Stones? And so much of it came down to their personalities and kind of like what they were known for. And so like not wanting to necessarily associate right. associate myself with that, even though I do love lots of the music. And not that the doors were all like great dudes or something, but I would, I think I would say I'm a fan of the doors now. Although like obviously there's lots of annoyances about them. There's lots of really shitty music. Yeah. But the stuff that I like from the doors, I like, I really legitimately love and a lot more varied stuff than I expected. Like I went in knowing two or three songs that I loved and I loved them still on the albums. And then like, Morrison Hotel is like totally different style, a totally different style of music from them that I love just the same. And like, yeah, I like legitimately got kind of an affinity for every member or at least they're playing on, on albums. So, um, I, I really thought never in my life would I say I was a fan of the doors, even if I gave them a listen, but like the show got me there. So that's kind of exciting. That makes sense. I, you know, I've been, I've been a fan of the doors since I was in high school. So I think, for me, listening back to the doors, I was surprised at how good some of the stuff still was. But I was, yeah. there was other stuff that I used to like that I was like, oh, not super into this now. Yeah. So yeah, they are kind of. Your, that was your first yeah. time listening. Yeah. Well, and I actually think I I don't think I would have liked them when I was younger. Actually, I think they're both a little too weird and like. I wasn't quite the high school classic rock kid who wanted to like, who wanted the dark Lord poet guy, you know, singing to me. I wanted (laughs) the guitar God like Jimi Hendrix or or like that was more my interest. So I don't think I would have liked them if I tried when I was younger, but they are an interesting band where they vary so wildly in both quality and like style. style. Yeah. And kind of in terms of approach too, from like his long rambling 10 minute songs about, wanting to you know kill his mom and stuff to like really tight 60s pop songs with horns 
Like, I, yeah. I do think they are a band that you can like in different ways throughout, you know, many parts of your musical. For sure. Journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then no matter the rating or like ranking of artists or anything that we gave, do you have a favorite song, album, and artist that we covered from this run? And like I said earlier, I have mine already written down so I can go if you want to think. Yeah, what 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 did you say? So for song, I chose the song that did the most for me during this entire run, Cosmic Blues by Janis Joplin. Okay. Was it's just purely one of, it's one of the best songs I've ever heard. It's definitely the best Janis Joplin song. I would say like it's up there with maybe a couple of Jimi Hendrix songs in terms of the most impressive music thing that I've heard from yeah from anyone on this show and just being you know something I had never heard before in my life because I'd never really listened to Janis Joplin it was even more impactful so yeah I you know I wish I had come in clean like you for a lot of these but like you know I was familiar with Joplin I was familiar with the doors um not familiar with Nirvana and I think my favorite song that we listened to and this is of you know one minute of thinking about it is something in the way. I think that is a damn near perfect song. Yeah. Um, That's a good choice. But, you know, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I think something, that was just the first one that popped into my head. Yeah. Um, Which probably says something about, about it. So, yeah. Uh, so speaking of Jimi Hendrix for album, I put Electric Ladyland, and I—I I mean, I said ranking aside, it was the only one I gave a ten to. So that says something. It is just like, yeah, it feels rare as a person who's been you know into digging into the classic rock archives for now like over ten years of my life. Like it feels rare yeah. to find something that you've never heard before that's that fantastic. And you know, partially it was my fault that I never got further than access into Jimmy's discography, but yeah. I'd never heard electric lady land before. And goddamn, is it just like a perfect, weird, strange, um, fantastic album. And literally every song except the mermaid one is perfect, <laughs> I think. And yeah. even the mermaid one, like I at least have affinity for, even if I don't always listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, but there's times where I'm, or I I get it, but I don't always need twelve minutes of the flute and bass solo in the middle. So yeah. Um. Album. Fuck, that is a very yeah. good question. Yeah, I think I think there's runners up for me. I mean, like Nevermind is up there, and kind of the same as Electric Ladyland. Like it is this landmark, huge album in rock history that I'd never heard, and it lived up to its reputation which was impressive but those might be kind of the two for me just in terms of i think just because yeah they're i'm such a cynical guy i usually go into oh this is supposed to be the best album of all time or whatever and those two absolutely blew my mind like they lived up to it so maybe strange days yeah it's pretty fantastic yeah i mean that's the, I think that's the one that I think I listened to that one a lot. Um, mm-hmm. 
and it's got i think some of my favorite door songs on it too like people are strange a great um, song um yeah love me two times i i would say and i but i don't know if i want to say that um <laughs> I, I i think strange days yeah i would have to listen back or maybe like a fucking oh god as much as i hate to say it maybe a bad finger album no yeah. no straight up maybe not damn probably good. not oh, okay okay straight up was what their third uh yeah that was their third that we did yeah they were kind of straying away from being a beatles copycat at that point maybe that right I'll have to think about it a little bit more, but I think my tentative yeah. answer is Strange Days. Yeah. I like it. So, and then artist. Like, I guess, I mean, we kind of did, we did Biggest Surprise yeah. artist, which is like kind of like the doors were, you know, up there for me. But I'm going to go ahead and say favorite artist of the entire run, Alan Wilson, man. Alan Wilson He's got fucking slaps. Shit. I... Look, like I gave full credit to the Rolling Stones and I forget his name now, Bobby something. Their saxophone player. What the fuck was his name? Bobby McGee. Sure. Um, me and Bobby McGee? That sounds wrong to me for some reason. Well, that's not. just the name of a song she sang, so I doubt it's right. Um, <laughs> so, but just like that, where I hated saxophone and their saxophone player. I'm sorry. No. F- fuck you, because we found out you do not hate saxophone when we listen to the Stones. Bobby, you were like Bobby Keys. That's what I'm saying. The oh, Rolling sorry, Stone, Bobby Keys. I thought I thought you were talking about Janis Joplin. Oh no, I no, would, yeah, yeah. I would have known no. the name of Bobby Keys. I'm sorry, Bobby Keys. I was yeah. turned me into a saxophone fan. Where now I have Hell heard yes. other songs since then with saxophone and gone. That's an incredible saxophone solo or whatever. You know, like I now am a fan of saxophone. Alan Wilson turned me around on the harmonica where now I listen to songs and I'm like, that's a fucking sick harmonica solo. But Alan Wilson is by far the best I've ever heard still. And I know it was just kind of a random cobbled together playlist of like his quote unquote greatest hits that we talked about on the show. But I listened yeah. to that thing the other day again on Spotify just cause it had been a while. Every single song is a jam. And here's, here's the thing. So he, convinced me that harmonica could be an incredible instrument oh yeah also every single song on that playlist that we talked about is a traditional blues song just reinterpreted in canned heat style except yeah. one isn't really a blues song but and listeners to this show pj you know i kind of hate traditional blues songs you hate traditional blues. and like a lot of rolling stone song i'm like it's fine but it's also just the blues Every single song on that playlist, like it's like a 15 or 16 song playlist, I think is perfect. And I love, and I get into the groove of it and like just canned heat and Alan Wilson convince me like, I don't even know if it, if it translates to other artists yet, but I love the blues and I love harmonica when he does it. And so for that reason, I think he's got to be my, my favorite artist we've, we've talked about here. Cause two things I usually shrug at yeah at the best you know like at, at the highest moment it's kind of a shrug like he and convinced me to love so for the same reason i might say kurt cobain um yeah because i went into this being like i fucking hate nirvana i think they're yeah. like you know they've got a few hits but like i just for some reason i have always had a bad taste 
about Nirvana in my mouth. And then listening to Nevermind, it is a very, very good album. Um, And so I think, you know, and I always kind of had this thought like, oh, Kurt Cobain is like really whiny and like not a very cool dude. But no, he's like a very funny, pretty charming guy. And so I think that might have something to do with it. I still don't like, and I think as an older person, I I understand his guitar playing more now. Like as a kid, I hated that it was so simple and that he was always on like the best guitarist lists. Um, I've said that before, but like, you know, it really works with what he was doing. Um, And you, you, he can do the shredder stuff as we heard. And I hated it. Um, and then when he, you know, dumbed it down, it was great. So yeah. I, was, I, I think Kurt, I was kind of the most surprised about, I, yeah. you know, I, I expected to go into Nirvana being like, yeah, fuck that. Everything sucks about them. But then it was good. Yeah. The, the drumming was good. The guitar playing was good. The bass was okay, except on unplugged where it was very good. Right. Um, but or yeah. live at ready. Oh yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I think both. Unplugged I think both, was a lot yeah. better too. Yeah, yeah. You, he just gets Any lost live in the mix. Setting, in a, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Epps, I think Nirvana, and I was tempted to say Nevermind for the album too. Um, yeah, but I didn't. You know, I didn't want it to be a three-peat there. <laughs> yeah, I can't give him that much credit because yeah. Bleach still sucks. Yeah. Well, what what are your? Do we have any final overall thoughts on the Twenty Seven Club? I know, you know, we've obviously talked about it a lot. I don't... What was your favorite... Who was your favorite person to talk about and learn about? Ooh. Mine was Pete Ham. Yeah, that's a good one. I really liked the Pete Ham episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I would... I would actually probably say like Kirk and Amy Winehouse just because it was very refreshing to be more modern. in terms of our series. What's that? To be more modern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To talk about someone where like their entire career was well chronicled. Like we found, mm-hmm. you know, like a weird interview with Amy Winehouse before her first album came out and when she was just like kind of the star of like London jazz clubs or whatever. Yeah. Um, Or like all of Nirvana's concerts ever were videotaped yeah. and are available right. in like pretty high def yeah. video on YouTube. So I think for that, that made it like just a lot more fun and entertaining. I mean, there is, it's obviously fun to talk about stuff in the sixties where there's aside from doing a lot more research than I'm willing to do for this show. Yeah. You just come across stuff where you're like, I don't know, people said different things. There's no way to know for sure. Like I know you can find video and in interviews and, stuff like that uh the other podcast we've talked about occasionally on here yeah <laughs> uh sometimes digs that shit up and good for them but like it was Who really the time yeah it was really it was honestly really cool to be like you know googling stuff about bleach and literally finding like a rolling stone article well, about it from and it, it was cool the month that came like out, so. when you were like Oh yeah, they got in this like huge fight with Guns N' Roses, and at the end of it, Dave Grohl right. was like, "Hi, Axel," and I could I just pulled up the video within like yeah. three seconds, you know? Yeah. So that is interesting. Yeah, I so think Maroon from, Five is going to be our next band. Yeah, from that perspective, it, that those were maybe the most the most fun for me. 
Yeah. It's a good question. So. Yeah. Well, should we take a quick a second quick break and then come back and talk about what series we might do next all right we'll take a quick break and come back and discuss what what's next for the beach boys boys And welcome back to the 27 Club. We're we're finished talking about the 27 Club forever. We're never going to talk about it again unless not even mention it dies. Unless Post Malone um, figures crossed. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to start talking about what our next series should be. So we have a lot of ideas. Yeah. We have like I think, no thanks to you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. We have 12 ideas right oh, now. Oh, wow. Based on my I did not list. know it was that long of a list. You must have come up with some on your own. I came up with some on my own, including, well, let's just start off with this. So a lot of these came up last time. So we're going to be rehashing it a little bit. But some has changed since last time. So it did occur to me, we talked last time about maybe doing Elvis. I, I, I do not believe that there's any Elvis podcasts. I think that the only reason, or like a reason we decide not to, true. is just that there is... Elvis is such a generally well-covered artist yeah. that it felt like we would be, it would almost be obnoxious to be doing our thing where we're like, we kind of skip over stuff or like, don't go super deep into a lot of stuff where like, yeah. But also there are Elvis podcasts with the movie out. Elvis is pretty hot right now. And like, that's true. He obviously has an extremely interesting career. So I think it's at least worth, worth throwing out there, but yeah. I, I, so looking at it, and I'm sure you already did this research. Not with all this, seemed, actually. I forgot about him. Um, I'm looking at it now, and it looks like there are Elvis podcasts for sure. It doesn't look like any of them are going album by album. Maybe because his albums are probably a mess because he started in the 50s. Oh, with singles, yeah. Huh. Or so just like we there's have to six albums out a year with all the same songs on it but with different names you know yeah shit. okay so elvis is elvis is a, a contender but yeah let's hear what Maybe else tough. is on the list so the next one one that's come up all through this show over and over and over again weird al yankovic so here's the deal with weird al if we're going just by album count it's a little short he only has 14 which, okay. like, to put into context, the Rolling Stones and the Beach Boys had about 20 albums, and we did about, yeah. like, 25, 26 episodes for the 27 Club. We did, like, 28 episodes, 29. So, 14 albums, like, even if we, you know, have some extra episodes in well, there, that's still pretty yeah, short. I was going to say, we do one on the movie, of course. Right, right. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, we do one on the movie, we do one on also, UHF, like... R.I.P. Coolio. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's some Coolio stuff to throw died. in there. I know. I saw. I saw when I went to Pitchfork to try and find that Post Malone story. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about Coolio last week, so it seems kind of strange. Oh that Post yeah, hasn't right. Died yet. You're right. 
Yeah. Um, so, but the main, I think, mark against Weird Al is that there are about, there's like five different shows that are pretty much all currently active on Weird Al right now, including not quite that go album by album, but like that are fully covering his career in a way that we would just be doing as yeah. well. So, and you know, as much as it, as I think he would be the most likely person that we would talk about that we could also get on the podcast, potentially. <laughs> like, I don't think we could, but no, he is but the most yeah, likely one true. that I think we, like, we could finesse it somehow, maybe. But, yeah. you know, I I think he's, I think he's been done, you know? The weird alphabet cracked it, dude. Yeah. They, I will they did say the perfect this. show. Yeah. I might be wrong. I might be a little too down on on Weird Al, but I think after three or four albums, it would get a little bit old doing full albums of like his parody song. You know, like I just don't, I don't know. Could be. Either Could that be. or it would be so much to talk about because each song we have to like go through the, the whole story of, of yeah. like the regular song. And, you know, like I, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So the next one. Came from PJ, Tom Petty, which I think might have come up on our last suggestion too. So, yeah, I'm I am gunning for Tom Petty because you are not a huge Tom Petty guy, but you don't dislike. I've really only ever heard like two songs. Um, I don't like Free Falling, and what's another Tom Petty song I would know? American Girl. I don't like American Girl. I also think he's extremely ugly, and I hate his hair. Not that that has anything to do with anything, but I do love that he plays a Rickenbacker guitar played. He does. Sad. Yeah. Yikes. So, but, but his piano player is named Ben Montench. Isn't that worth yeah. diving into? His, I mean, here's the thing about Tom Petty, which I actually do think came up. I think we did talk about him last time is that he would solve our problem of always fucking starting in the sixties. And so like him starting in like 1979 or Plus, whatever, and then going through current, like good he had dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I think that would be good. There is one podcast about him currently. They're going song by song. Um, who do, yeah. who has the time? I know. Say when I'm looking at you. And then he's a little short on albums, but if we include his side bands, like what is it, Mud Honey and Crutch, Mud Crutch. Monster or whatever? Yeah. No. So it's Mud. So there are basically four different factions of Tom Petty. There's Tom Petty okay. and Heartbreakers. There's Tom yes. Petty's solo career. There yes. is the Traveling Wolverines, of course. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and there is Mudcrutch. I think if we include all the side albums, it would be or side bands, it would be about twenty, which is still like Plus, a tad short, but solid, like close. Well, Pete, we could talk about the Traveling Wilbur. I know we could talk, which would fulfill a lot on this podcast. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna bold Tom Petty. I think he's the most likely so far. Okay, the next one, which we also talked about last time, Stevie Wonder. No current podcast that I could find. There was one show from a long time ago that went through his career. uh, And they did the whole premise of the podcast that they went through his career in one year and they did not call it Stevie Wonder Year, which is incredible. That's your Because that was your idea when you texted me with Stevie Wonder Years. The Stevie Wonder Years, yeah. Um, He is the most analogous to the Beach Boys and Stones, if we want to get back to that. He has 26 albums, including a couple soundtracks. And he was active from the 60s through i think the 90s is when his last album came out so close well and it would be similar to the beach boys and the rolling stones to where his like first few albums are not good 
Because he was built as like little Stevie Wonder, and they're apparently yeah. they're not very good. At well, it. in doing the '60s thing, where like he probably had, I think he had like two in a year a lot of times, yeah. and then like became more of his own artist in the late '60s and early '70s, and then kind of got weird at some point and came back to yeah. you know, it would be very much a similar, just show vibe as those, except yeah. it would be covering, uh, for a full run something we've never done, which is <laughs> a black artist and not a yeah. rock and roll artist, which would be a it's bit true. of a change up for us. So we, we dabbled um, in that in the 27 club, but so I, I'm, I'm going to go back to my thing real quick. Um, yeah. to a different thing real quick. I should say we're, we're not saying the names of these. I mean, the Stevie wonder years is what I, I had thrown out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, yeah, the name true. is very important because, okay, well, we don't are, have names for all we, of them, though, is the problem. But. but the Tom Petty Pals, of course. Yes, Tom Petty Pals is good. Um, the Weird Al show. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to call it, you know, if yeah. we did Weird Al. True, true. The Weird Alphabet cracked the code with that one. Good yeah, for they, them. They just nailed it, yeah. Uh, okay, then, so another one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say another different thing about Tom Petty is that we'd be covering a Southern artist as he is from Gainesville, Florida, as opposed to a West Coast guy or British. Yeah, white dudes from the South need more need more play. Hey, um, he's a good man. <laughs> okay. Hey, at least it's not Texas. That's um, true. So another one from our last... Uh, we'll do a couple in a row that we talked about last time but didn't end up doing. So the first one, Fleetwood Mac. So last time, yeah. part of the reason we decided against them is that they, I feel like, I remember there being a handful of Fleetwood Mac podcasts. This time around, when I tried to research Fleetwood Mac podcasts, I did not find any shows. I found a lot of single episodes of like rock podcasts that covered Fleetwood Mac, but not a dedicated Fleetwood Mac show, unless I did a terrible job researching. I'm going to yeah. look it up here. Their career is a little short. It's only 17. They only have 17 albums. Wow, um, way less than Tom Petty. But it is, unless I don't know stuff about these other bands or groups, it is probably the most interesting band history in rock and roll, I would say. Yeah, they all fucked each other. Who cares? No one what, else did. What? The no, Eagles no. didn't do that, man. <laughs> the and Eagles all hated each of. other, but they didn't all fuck each other. Yeah, exactly. Um... Like David Bowie's probably the most interesting history in rock and roll, and I would say Fleetwood Mac's maybe second, at least just from what I know. Okay. In terms of um, a, a longer career. All right, Pete, hit me with the name. What would you name that podcast? Oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about names for these. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like you're putting okay. me on the spot for these. Fleetwood Mac. The Fle- men. Fleetwood Macking out what you thought. Yeah. The Fleetwood Max, because we're like a couple of or a couple of thirty Mac guys. daddies. Hey Mac, yeah, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac daddies, exactly. That's, That's pretty right. good. Actually. That's pretty good. I don't hate it. I'll write it down just to remember it. Although I have a feeling we're not going to do that. So anyway, um, hey, I, I'm actually not opposed to doing Fleetwood Mac. Um, yeah. Looking at this, yeah, I was only not wanting to do Fleetwood Mac because you had said that there was a ton of them. There are, you're right, there are a ton of single episodes, but I don't see one that's all about Fleetwood yeah, Mac. which I swear there were, you know, Fleetwood Mac podcasts that have just disappeared now, but who knows. I'm sure somebody, um, some, somebody did six episodes and then stopped paying for their SoundCloud yeah, subscription, so they went off of iTunes. So the other one, another one that we talked about last time, and we were 
this close we to starting. We almost did it, yeah. The Almond Brothers Bros. Yeah. Zero other podcasts. The only real problem with them, 14 albums, if we're being generous. I think that includes a couple live albums. So but it, does it that would include, be a very short run. But an episode of Dwayne Almond uh, studio sessions as well, obviously. Okay, fine. So 15 albums, 15? if we're being <laughs> yeah. extremely generous. It's just right. short is the only problem. Like, it is fascinating, yeah. and it's incredible music, but... It'd be short unless we somehow transition into talking about Derek trucks yeah. or some shit. Yeah, right. Can I say, though, I think I think you're right to be talking about the length of these. However, I think we got incredibly lucky with... I, I think we picked a similar... I mean, we started with the Beach Boys, who obviously have been around since the 60s, and then we moved to the Rolling Stones, who are basically the American version, where it's like... They have yeah. a very similar career path. There's right. not a lot of bands out there that have done that. So I That's don't why think this there's is gonna... so hard to come up with. Yeah. Well, and so I but, think Stevie yeah. Wonder is the longest one, right? Right. Um, and so yeah, he's the only know. one on this whole list, and really, honestly, the only one I could really find that wasn't already covered. There's some out there yeah. that, like David Bowie, Black Sabbath, like there's other bands yeah. or artists that, but have a lot of podcast coverage. So Stevie Wonder is really the only other one. That other caveat that we would really be interested in listening to because we don't, it wouldn't be that fun to do a whole podcast about an artist we're not interested in. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just throwing that thought. You're out. not wrong. Like, eventually, if we keep doing this for years and years, you're right. Eventually, we're going to have to go too short. We're going to get into the Beatles and the Billy Joels where it's 12 albums each, you know? Right, right, right. But for now, I at least feel like, I don't know. It's. Technically, it's not more work. It feels, though, like, why are we going to get started on a whole new thing to do, like, 15 episodes, you know? So. Right. Um, So, another one that kind of came up last time, but I don't think in this exact context, is doing a combo Led Zeppelin (laughs) Jimmy Buffett podcast. Led Zeppelin Buffet. Yeah. So... There's apparently no Zeppelin podcast, or wait, yeah, there's no dedicated Zeppelin podcast that I could find. There's lots of single episodes, like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Strangely enough, there's three to four Jimmy Buffett shows, including <laughs> one that's run by like his personal assistant that's Hilarious. called like The Parrot Talks or some shit, and it's just like, huh. here's what's happening with Jimmy Buffett these days. It's real weird. Damn. So That rules. The only, really, there's a couple of problems with this. First of all, to line up their, like, like Led Zeppelin only has a single run. Jimmy Buffett was around for a lot longer. But to line up his most, like, popular era, we'd be out of sync in terms of time. Because yeah. his was kind of more from the mid-70s to mid-80s, whereas Led Zepp were basically just the 70s. Yeah. And then it's also a little bit short because Led Zeppelin only had, like, eight albums and... So to cover him, you know, we'd only be ending up with like 16 to 17 albums really between them both. Although there were a couple of Zeppelin movies, I guess that we could do like song remains the same. Oh, perfect. And no quarter. We could do no quarter. That counts. Yeah. The Robert Plant acoustic thing. And yeah. Right. Um, so we could add a couple on, but it, it just, you know, like we talked about doing that and going back and forth, which would be wildly fun, but then it would be a little weird doing like, Led Zeppelin one and then jumping to like 1975 to talk about a Jimmy Buffett album. But yeah, son of a maybe, son of a maybe good, maybe bad. Yeah. 
That one is the funniest idea we had. It's by far and the funniest idea. I do not remember the context. You came up with it, and I don't remember how exactly, but you... Because we, we talked about Did doing I? Led Zeppelin a lot, because Led Zeppelin is both of our... It's maybe one of, it's one of your favorite bands. Oh, yeah. They're also one of my favorite bands, but in a different way, I think. But we just talked about what doing the them a lot, does that but it's mean? really short. Did you just insult me to my face, kind of? <laughs> No, they're one of my favorite bands, but I don't think they would really crack like my top ten if you like had me list my favorite bands. But I do fucking love them, so I don't know. Okay, okay. They are we. Uh, they're the most talented band of all time. That's for sure. Hmm. Hot yep. take. Oh, we texted about this a couple of years ago. Actually, I remember texting yeah. about you this, uh, texting you this, on it's the a good bus take. when I was riding the bus once. Every single member of their band is in the top two of their instrument uh, of all time yeah yeah for sure so they're obviously two of them the most talented are at the time. top there's exactly. no better drummer than john bonham and there's no, no better, better bassist than john paul jones oh i was gonna say no better singer than robert plant i mean I robert think, plant is definitely up there for sure but i think paul mccartney and then john paul jones and then i think Jimi hendrix and then Jimmy page okay is, so everyone's in the top two and yeah, maybe robert right. plant could be second best but i think he's probably the best rock rock by the way, rock vocalist, rock for all these things. Yeah, I would, I would maybe agree with that. I would, would I put John Paul Jones above McCartney? I think no. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. John Paul Jones, anyway. honestly, like, well, phenomenal multi instrumentalist. I was gonna say, as a bassist, he's not as good as McCartney. As what he was in the band, he's the best at what, like, in terms of playing the yeah. bass and playing the keyboard on the same song, <laughs> he's the yeah. best of all time. Bass, keyboard, mandolin, but, whatever the fuck they need yeah. him to do. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so uh, here's a suggestion from PJ Rush. Uh, so there are a couple of podcasts yeah. that I found, but nothing as structured as we would do, just kind of more yeah. general, like Rush fan podcasts where they talk about whatever. Um, yeah. And the length is better. It's about 19 albums for Rush. Rush was one I just kind of, I, I I don't even remember how it came up, but I was like, Rush might be really interesting because it's a completely different era, kind of completely different genre in that it's yep. like experimental kind of. And also yeah. there's some Rush stuff that I fucking love. Here's my only kind of thing with Rush is that I really have never heard them at all. I barely can even think of their one really big hit tom sawyer yeah yyz like i think Limelight. i've heard that song on rock band fly by night maybe but so i barely know them and honestly from what i know of them i'm really nervous i will just fucking hate rush like i really i think there's a good possibility Pete, I, I think you would rush. love rush i <laughs> really right, think right. you would love them all right well, if we don't do Rush, yeah. you should listen to Rush. Okay. Well, here's here's part of what we're kind of getting into, too, is like, so when we started, it was Beach Boys, which was like a me band I wanted PJ to get into. Rolling Stones, a PJ band I was supposed to get into. 27 Club threw that out the window. So then it's like, do yeah. we go back to the back and forth thing, or do we try and find something for both of these? So, um, but Rush, all right, all, all bold Rush. I think it's it's worth thinking about. I trust your opinion that you think I, I would I would like them more than I think. So, and then a couple last ones here. Uh, one that I threw on, also short, very similar to the Allman Brothers, Pink Floyd. I think 
just in terms of an interesting I'm, story and great music would absolutely I'm, be fun, but they only have 14 albums. I'm going to admit something to you right now, Peter. Yeah. And it's not bad. You're not going to be surprised. Well, you might be surprised. Pink Floyd is a band where everything surrounding them, I know. I know all of the members. I know all yeah, yeah, of, yeah. you know, kind of the people they hung out with. I know all of the, like, production stuff around that. I have never really delved into Pink Floyd ever. Yeah. Like, obviously, I've heard Dark Side of the Moon, but yeah. I've not really, like, and I think I've heard Wish You Were Here, like, the whole album. But yeah. I don't know Ooh. that much about Pink Floyd. But Damn. I imagine there are a million Pink Floyd podcasts. Not that I could find. Really? Yeah. That's I could not find. Are music podcasts a little bit more niche than we think they are? I think they are. There is a lot. There's a million podcasts that are like this day in rock history or we're yeah. just going to go through generic rock and roll or like crazy band stories where they'll do one episode about Pink Floyd and Night or Fleetwood Mac in 1978, <laughs> you know, shit like that. And then there's a lot yeah. of like chart history stuff or one hit wonders or just there's a lot of more generic stuff where every episode is different there's not very many dedicated band podcasts or at least in this kind of genre like i said like black sabbath has like 17 podcasts yeah Uh, green day has a ton of podcasts about them like i'm shocked that rush didn't have any yeah yeah Um, i know pink floyd i I found two different pink floyd podcasts one of them is four episodes the last one was in 2019 And the other one has one episode that was in 2021. Maybe that's why I wrote down nothing because maybe I found yeah. those. Maybe I didn't. Just not either way, it. nothing current, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, huh. that would be interesting. I guess that kind of opens up to me that like we could maybe do a, a you know a, a PJ band and a Pete band and do that and then Rush or that and then Tom Petty or something if we wanted. Yeah, to. I might be open to that. Yeah. And if then you the pick last this one, one, I'm gonna pick the next one. Yeah. Right. Right. And then the last one uh, that you suggested, the band. Uh, so there is, I found one podcast on the band. I don't remember anything about it. What? And then, <laughs> that's once shocking. again, once again, that's a a shorter one. They only have twelve. But they also uh, had work with Bob Dylan that's not included on their discography. But that only has okay. like two albums. The band, a history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're still active and they go through. Ooh. But, I mean, it's they not did our six thing really. On where the they last do... waltz? Exactly. But it's yeah. not really our thing where they're going album by album. They're kind of, they're more just doing like. Plus, to boost our band. listenership, we could start a feud with them again. That seemed to work for exactly. the Beach Boys. Yeah. So. so, I think it's, I think it's up there. Or I think it would be definitely interesting. And I do love the band, but I've really only ever heard parts of The Last Waltz. And then, man, honestly, I might only have a greatest hits on my iTunes. Like, I've never really, yeah. you know, done their discography. So I would be shocked if you hadn't heard a lot of music from Big Pink. Possibly. So, and then to wrap us up here, and I'm going to preface this with, no one can steal this fucking idea. Right now, I am copywriting it. If anyone hears TM, this and TM, tries to TM. start their own different podcast, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Uh, no, I won't, but I will figure out how to sue no, somebody. No, he'll fucking kill you. Because this is it's it's very different than our usual podcast ideas, but it feels like something someone would have already done. 
very off the wall. Okay, so when oh, we finished it's a the Rolling Stones, podcast off the yeah. wall. When we finished the Rolling Stones, we did the Twenty Seven Club. Happened to be the Brian Jones, already a member of the Twenty Seven Club. We had a weird through line yeah. there. So when we're talking about the Twenty Seven Club, the person's name who we keep coming up with—that's like the most famous non-musician member—is Anton Yelchin, right? The actor. Okay. It is. We talked about Anton Yelchin like multiple times yeah. on the show. Yeah. 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 Okay. As like the other person who yeah anyway or the most recent member as well so right. for the some reason it i would say the most the famous day. besides yeah. him is uh john michael basquiat oh yeah, yeah yeah yes that's true so but anton yelchin one of his last if not his last movie roles was in a movie called green room where he is a member of a punk band and it's about them i think they get like trapped in a punk club that then has a bunch of zombies in it and they have to like fight their way out or something. It's got Patrick Stewart in it too. It's supposed to be really good. Hmm. I've never seen it. And it made me think, what if we did a podcast that was all about fictional movie bands where every episode we, I hope this means you love it because I'm really excited about this idea. Every episode we watch a movie that, and I would say needs to be centered around the band. It can't just be like once it can't be back to the future where there's one scene with a fictional band. No, it has to be and like a, we, that thing you do yes. or, uh, or exactly that yeah. thing you do. So we do a movie or we do the episode. We watch the movie. We listen to the music. Hopefully the music is easily available on a soundtrack somewhere. Yeah. We'll have to get to that as we get to it. But we watch the movie, we listen to the music and then we discuss basically from the viewpoint of like about the band and the music first. And then the movie is totally secondary because I'm not a movie. I don't want to turn us into like a movie analyzing podcast. So we focus on the music and the band. We similar to the 27 club. We like rate the bands out of some arbitrary scale, probably just out of 10. We can also rate the movies just for tracking purposes. And then like, you know, yeah. Be able to come up with. Yeah. So, Pete, this is a wonderful idea. I'm really glad you like it. I felt, I have to imagine I felt like you felt when you came up with the 27 Club. Because I was like, shit, that's a, it's totally, yeah, different than what we've done. But also, I think, really good. I think that's wonderful. Um, Do you want to hear, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I wasn't going to, I just think like. I want to do that just because it's, I don't know if it like fits with our thing, but I want to do that because it's such a good fucking idea. Yeah. Like, right. I think we maybe just start two podcasts, you know, we might once. just start two podcasts. <laughs> do you want to hear, here's just some movies that I think would be really, really good. So obviously that thing you do. Of course. Green room. We can talk about Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Spinal tap. Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, my favorite movie. Yeah. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. Uh, Once. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, oh, it's Rock pretty Star. good. I was, yeah, Rockstar, The Blues Brothers, Fuck Blues yes. Brothers 2000. I Fuck assume yes. they sing songs in that movie. They do. Uh, School of Rock, Almost Famous. Pete. The Commitments. Oh. <laughs> Dewey Cox. Although I, he might, that one's good. does he sing originals in that song? Do they write it's, originals? You no, know, it's all originals. Yeah. Okay. Then perfect. Dewey Cox yeah. then get him to the Greek. Yeah. Bill and I Ted's used to, excellent I loved adventure. That movie. Pete, 
Pete, we could watch the 70s Sgt. Pepper movie. You had, oh my God. You had me at that thing you do. Yeah. Like there's so many, and that's only the movies that I recognize the names of. There's like 15 movies that I haven't heard of before, but that are about yeah. where like, yeah, we can also cover that. And it also will get us into every era. Like there's movies from the 60s to the present. It'll get us into different genres. Like there's soul, there's rock. There's good rap movies I know, like Eight Mile, Hustle well, that, and Flow that's are like supposed guy. to be Hustle and Flow though, yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of true. But like, you know, there's good hip hop movies that we could do. Like, Pete, you I think have sold me on this idea. Okay. Good. Um, but here's my thing. Yeah. Like, does this fit with our brand? It's a good question. But is this like, do we genuinely do two podcasts and we like do this one with Paul? Right. And then, like, ooh, depending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we could do the regular band thing. And then we could do this for, like, once, like, twice a month or something. Yeah. Yeah, and I do like the idea of having three of us. Actually, yeah, Yeah. that'd be cool. Um, I, I think that's a wonderful idea. If you, a listener, would like to... Kind of put in. I th- I think we're gonna do the movie podcast, but um, you know, if, if you would like to hear us do something else, like I think maybe listeners can email in and vote at beachboysboys at gmail dot com. Absolutely, yeah. Right now, um, I would say our our top artists came up with Rush, Pink Floyd, the band, and Tom Petty. Yeah, and so uh, look, well, TJ, Stevie Wonder. Did you want to do? Was that on there too? Yeah, let's do Stevie Wonder. I was about to make a joke about how no fucking way we're going to do a non-white person. (laughs) There's one black guy on this list, and we are not going to do it. Um, And so, yeah. So definitely email us in at beachboysboys at gmail.com if you have thoughts on who we should do next. We would love. Look, listenership is our all-important goal. Oh, yeah. So if if our listeners have a say and there's something that we're going to get, you know, that is going to be the most crowd pleasing. We want to do that. But yeah, I think the beach boys boys brand might grow a little bit in the next few months to include yeah. a, a movie, a movie music podcast. I think, I think that is a wonderful idea. Pete. I do think it is similar. The feeling you have must be similar to when I was like 27 <laughs> club. We're about 27. Let's fucking do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. So yeah, please, please, and we don't beg on this show a lot, but you no. grimy motherfuckers, please write in and vote because we we really do want to kind of take what people will listen to into account because I think we're kind of unaware of what people are interested in, you know. So yes, I mean, yeah. Part of part of this is that it's what we're interested in. Yeah, uh, listeners, be damned. But if but... we give you options. <laughs> exactly no i know and like obviously our listeners because they listen are somewhat interested too and so it would be good to know yeah so yeah all right pete well all right pj for the last time yeah i will see you on the other side of that grave i don't know other side of that break there we go i'll I'll see you at the crossroads pj who the fuck is this? <laughs> this is a song about the 27 Club called oh, 28. Okay, okay, okay. Thank God. I was like, did you? I should be writing poetry. 
on the phone out in space Cause I can't see through the darkness I can't feel no pain Seems you lose your spark When you achieve your fame I could start it all over I could escape if I could only make it to 28 if I could only make it Janice Joplin One foot in the coffin Left that theater rocking And she walked on out the door She put her head in her hand a Beach Boys Boys production. This might be another uh, contender for end of the episode, unfortunately. But I watched the Elvis movie the other day. So I not a lot of thoughts. Have you seen it? No, I don't no. think I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, it showed up on HBO streaming. So I, I was saw like, that. I thought yeah. about it for a long yeah, time. But exactly. I-, I was home alone. Shelby was in Denver for longer than I was, so I was home alone and was like, ah, I'll give it a try. So first of all, I don't. I've never seen another Baz Luhrmann movie except for Moulin Rouge, which I hate. Yeah. And it turns out that I think the reason I hate Moulin Rouge is because I hate Baz Luhrmann because this I is fucking exactly hated Baz Luhrmann's you, shit. Yeah, yeah. I hate every movie he's ever fucking put out. Yeah. It, he's bad. So that part was really bad. And then within the first 20 minutes, they're already crediting Elvis with inventing rock and roll because he grew up in a poor black neighborhood. So he heard people singing the blues right next to where he heard people singing upbeat gospel music. And he was like, as a you know nine-year-old, like, oh, I wonder if these two things could go together, which is insane. They also because uh-huh. twenty use... black people did it before he did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then they also use this weird version of history that apparently is true according to BB King, but no Elvis like historian has ever confirmed this. But BB King claims that they were like friends in Memphis in the fifties and sixties, and that they like were close and would hang out and talk music all the time. So basically, the movie tries to absolve Elvis of his stealing black people music sins. By being like, but he was best friends with B.B. King. And there's like multiple scenes where he and B.B. King are hanging out. And B.B. King's like, dude, go get that money. Like, they wouldn't listen to that music if it was from a black guy. So, yeah, steal my song and shit like that. And it's like, nah. And also, like, in reading more, trying to figure out what was real about the movie, apparently his first contract that he signed with whatever his record label was after Sun, I forget, RCA maybe? Yeah, it was RCA. Um, it took like a 40% or something royalty from covers. It was something insane. And since all of his covers were black artists, it was like, yeah, just a real yeah. fucking them over kind of scenario. Um, So that was interesting. And then I got so sick of that shit that I quit an hour in and did not even make it halfway through that movie. <laughs> and I, I feel R- fine. I was like, I'll try again tomorrow. And I didn't care. God, I fucking... And, like, the guy does not do a good Elvis. He doesn't. Um, 
Jake and was I was texting Jake about it and Jake was very understanding of my problems with it but he did say he's like I think that's my favorite performance of the year and I'm like no. I don't see Elvis when I see him I just don't I Let see me- a kid trying to act like Elvis the thing that was bugging me is that when they were covering like Elvis's early days so like I actually think I don't think he looks like Elvis and I don't think he works as not Elvis, at all but yeah I do think he is better as old Elvis because old Elvis was a good-looking man. And so having Austin Butler play old Elvis, you're like, yeah, he was kind of a good-looking guy. He had the longer hair. Like, they kind of make El- or Austin Butler look like he's, you know, 35 or whatever. Like, they do a decent job, I think, even though his face doesn't look like Elvis. They do a decent job of kind of making him Elvisy. But in the first fucking hour of the movie, which is, like, from his whole, you know, first kind of part of his career... Elvis was like famously, well, I guess not by the time he was like on TV and stuff, but when he was with Sun Records, Elvis was famously an ugly person. <laughs> he was still mm-hmm. a teenager. He wasn't, he was like 16 yeah. and he famously and like had pimples. facial features were too big. Yeah. Yeah. He had pimples. He was like, yeah, he was growing into his face. He had very like long, greasy hair. He very famously had like the super ugly ducktail for a long time, even into yeah. being famous into his early years. But they start out with Austin Butler playing 16-year-old Elvis as I am a total hunk with, like, perfectly coiffed hair. Yeah, zero, nothing wrong with my face. I've got this chiseled nose and chin. And, like, women are into me the whole the whole nine yards. And it, it really, that part, I mean, it's kind of a small thing, I guess, to latch on to. But it was a little bit annoying because it's like the whole thing was that, you know. But they also really... I don't know. It's, I did not, I did not enjoy the hour I saw. So I, I guess. Boz Lerman sucks. Um, and you know, the first like 40 minutes felt like someone made a YouTube video where they're like, here's the history of Elvis's career. Cause it was like that many weird smash cuts and just like weird voiceovers that felt like they were being read from the Wikipedia page. And yeah, it was weird as shit. My thing is like, so with, Elvis stole his whole shtick from black people, right? Sure. A lot of people and, did. Led Zeppelin did, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not... A yeah, bunch yeah. of people did. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that's not forgivable, right? Like, you can't just overlook that. Yeah. But one of the saving graces is that, like, three of the songs that he took from black artists were written by old white Jewish men, um, like Hound Dog and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a way to be like, well, he didn't necessarily steal these Right. But being like, oh, no, he grew up in a black neighborhood. So it's cool. Like, he's got black friends. That's, like, right. just the not okay That's basically do, what they did. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, they, Boz Lerman tries to, quote, unquote, modernize Elvis by, like, he'll sometimes throw, like, not really hip-hop beats, more just, like, you know, program drum beats, like, under the music. And then also they'll, like, occasionally throw in, like, Eddie Van Halen style crazy like electric guitar like over the music too and both well so the the drum beat stuff kind of comes up here and there and it's they do like I said there's a million cuts per minute so there's at least in the first hour so many scenes where he starts singing a song for two seconds and then it cuts away and does like a montage kind of thing and then the song keeps playing but then they'll like add a you know sick modern drum beat on it so that you 
don't get bored or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the electric guitar thing came up when it was like his first show where he was like cool and sexy or whatever, where like he did his whole shaken dancing and women were falling over themselves for it. Yeah. Um, and they did that. I think and I it was saw like that in Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's like that is in 2022, the idea of being like, look, here's how you relate it to a modern audience that they understand how shocking or how cool this was. You throw electric guitar on it in 2022 is the is like that's not the equivalent. That's the 1980 equivalent. Yeah. And just weird stuff like that that felt shockingly out of date. It felt kind of like a movie about your youth pastor having to be like, hey, here's how the Bible like, look. It was like they went down. <laughs> it was like Jesus had to go down and like do a rap concert, right? You know, like it just <laughs> yeah. felt like someone with no context for what's cool trying to make something cool or like to be relevant. or not to be. That is the yeah. question. You know, like fucking yeah. an English teacher. Like, And part of this is partially me being a 50-year-old man where I'm like, yeah. I think it would be more impactful if it was just the regular music which is obviously yeah i'm an old guy so i could be wrong maybe people were seeing that and were like wow i legitimately want to listen to elvis's music after hearing it overlaid with 808 drum beats (laughs) but so maybe i'm wrong about that but what i am right about is that it is the it unequivocally the first time i have ever watched a classic rock biopic that did not feel like it was made for me in any way, shape or form. Yeah. As like the, the viewing equivalent of a 50 year old white man. It was yeah. like, Oh, this isn't, this is not for an old person who likes Elvis. This is to try and get but, an 18 year old to think yeah. Elvis is cool. That's all. That's the movie what I'm is. like, who is it? It's so for? fucking weird. Like it must yeah. be for exclusively like 18 to 20 year olds who like, I think what they were trying to do is like, 18 to 20 year olds will go with their parents who are like, yeah, Elvis is cool. And grandparents. Like I literally think they were trying to cross every generation. So then grandparents are like, see, Elvis was cool. And now my grandkids can understand because hip hop. Uh, and then the grandkids so can be like skipped out on people like yeah. you and I who are basically millennials yes. that act like 50 year old men. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Which is why it's the first music movie. That sucks. <laughs> like, 